I'm strong and get these soap with my dad. And so get it. Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners. And here's their response. Don't you think it's a little suspicious that every time I've been arrested, it's been by the police? I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I was just handed by Sean this year's Dangerous Toys list. For the Christmas shopping season. I always enjoy that. Number one on the list every year, gasoline-powered shards of glass. Not a toy you should buy. <laughs> for your children. That's children. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep up on the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, everybody. Look, it's our general manager. Now, that was a very cheery introduction. I was going to go with stupid, angry cowards. Oh, yeah. Now, more than ever, universal condemnation in society. Who would go around shooting people who don't deserve it? A stupid, angry coward. Yeah. I don't know. we got to figure out how to weed those people out of society. Which I realize is much easier said than done. Right, da 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 or just wait for this psychic contagion to go away, if it ever will. Uh, looking over the list of dangerous toys for the year. I got the 10 worst toys, the two, 10 most dangerous toys of 2017. I didn't realize that the watch list, the watch is actually an acronym. It's like World Against Treacherous Toys or something. What is that? Yeah, the... yeah exactly. Uh, World Against Toys Causing Harm. That's what watch means. It's the watch list. I had two toys as a kid. A bucket of gasoline and a circular saw, and I'm fine. You know, my my kids have a magnifying glass. What kid does not, especially little boys, like magn- magnifying glass? Because you can burn ants to death. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I would occasionally magnify things as well. <laughs> my wife is horrified that my kids are going to start a fire or something with it. And uh, doesn't want them to go <laughs> outside the house with it and just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. That's funny. I hadn't really thought in those terms. Uh, suburban Chicago didn't have a lot of wildfires, right? Ah, uh, so I'll know. leave that up to y'all. Good luck. I don't know. Leave we'll take, those ants alone. What they ever do to you? They're taking all the fun out of childhood is what they're doing. Uh, a lot of choking hazards. Okay, 
This uh, Wonder Woman battle sword is supposed to be one of the most dangerous toys of the year. I haven't seen it. Is it an actual, like, razor-sharp sword that you give to children? <laughs> Here, play with this. Ah! <laughs> now you grab the other end. Oh! Bleeding and crying. I had two choice, uh, toys as a child. A, yes. a rusty nail and a piece of sandpaper, 60 grit. It's all I had, <laughs> and I did fine. Exactly. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. Did you guys ever have toy rockets, the real ones? Oh, with yeah. The little, yeah. Estes rockets. I oh, get, yeah. I want to get my kids into those. I freaking loved Estes rockets. I remember they had the engines went from A to D, and yep. I tried a D one time, and it just disappeared. Never never was yeah. found. Little sticks of dynamite for children. Yep. <laughs> Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, as the seasons turn, I am noticing a lot more people as I'm going out to my trendy downtown eateries and such. They're, they're beginning to lament the weather. Oh, no, it's going to rain. Oh, it's raining. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to miss the sunshine. And I, I get very zen and pretentious with them, and I say, hey, the rain is just doing what it's supposed to do. Hey, man. May we all have such clarity and effectiveness in our own lives. Oh, please shut rain. Up. Oh, my. Are you high when you say this? It's possible. <laughs> or is this coming to you naturally? <laughs> well, it's well, I'm high on natural stuff. Um, next door neighbor, kids exactly the same age as my boy, and he's uh, he's way over there, and I can see him. He's got a BB gun. Mm. I thought there's no way <laughs> my wife's allowing a BB gun in our house, but when I was their age, I had a BB gun. Mm. Nobody died. Nobody lost an eye. I had a pocket knife. Ooh. And a BB gun. Wow. And they both see it seems crazy to give my son a pocket knife, but I had one at that age. Mm. In fact, all my friends did too. Nobody died, also. Nobody. I had two toys as a child. <laughs> two. A big lighter and a sheet of notebook paper. I cherish that paper. Uh, I'd write a word or two every day. Love that paper. Kids these days, soft. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Uh, you, you mentioned having a pocket knife. What was that game where you take a knife oh, yeah. and you toss it and you try and get it in between your fingers? You can go as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. stab yourself on the top of the hand. And I was a loser then when you did mm-hmm. that. It's called but, puncture time. I got to tell you, fall, <laughs> fall is in the air. You got the leaves changing color, fires in the fireplace, flannel everywhere. It is a butter beef weekend, my my friends, three oh, pounds of yes. beef and butter in a slow cooker for eight hours. Now, wow. is a sick enough. Somebody alert your bowels. Last year, when I was getting the stew meat at the supermarket for my butter beef, I met a very charming woman, very curious about my recipe, and we've stayed in touch ever since. Have you really? <laughs> yes. Really? Wow. So, Fantastic. So this weekend is sort of a butter beef anniversary. Wow. Is this because she renews the restraining order and so you hear from her? <laughs> no. no. So no. are you two getting together or uh, do you text know. or do you I, write letters? What no. do you do? Every now and again we'll text. How's it going? What are you up to? And, wow, uh, awesome. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll see what she's doing this weekend. Fantastic. So maybe I'll let butter lubricate your insides and the relationship. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. There you go. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is uh, Wednesday, November 15th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, here's the show beginning officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go ahead. Mark. I don't recall any. I don't recall it. I I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't not recall. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't recall. I don't know. I don't recall it. I don't recall that. There you go. That's that's going to be my new way of handling all situations. A long time ago. I don't I don't know. I, I, I should answer that way more often mm. when people talk about meetings, especially. I don't know. I don't remember. 
I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention then, and that was a year ago. So I really don't know now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, police crediting quick-thinking school staffers for saving lives during a Sachs deadly shooting spree in Northern California. Stupid, angry coward. Since Roy Moore won't bow out, Mitch McConnell's got an idea for a write-in for the Alabama Senate seat. Wait till you hear who he's got in mind to be that write-in candidate. And reworking your DNA to cure disease, an amazing breakthrough. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Wow. I'm in favor of amazing breakthroughs. With who knows what unforeseen consequences. Ah, Um, listen to the wet blanket. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who doesn't get a BB gun for his own boy. Right, let's start with messing with people's genes and see what happens. Uh, How's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. Very good. Awesome. Insightful. Hilarious. Affectionate. There is one particularly interesting highlight from the Jeff Sessions uh, drilling yesterday. Shepard Smith goes against some of the other shows on Fox, attempting to debunk one of the scandals that's out there. It's getting a fair amount of attention. Hey, you know, who knows what we're going to talk about. He's a liberal. I got the dangerous toys list, so we'll, we'll get back into that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Oh, man. My wife, for some reason, made a homemade pumpkin pie yesterday. <laughs> wow. The week prior to what, Thanksgiving. What is that all about? What is she trying, She's trying to, to do? Fatten you up, then shove you into the oven, cook you. She makes homemade whipped cream. What wow. am I supposed to do with that? I'm supposed to not eat that. I'm supposed to be disciplined to not eat a homemade pumpkin pie fresh out of the oven with homemade whipped cream. You can give Come it to- on! You could give it to a neighbor, Jack. <laughs> you could bring it in. It's living the real world. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to turn that down. Boy, and uh, real whipped cream. Yeah. Homemade whipped she cream. She will not eat store-bought whipped cream. It is good. Too good for American whipped cream. If it's artificial, it's American. she a foreigner? A Russian agent? Is she no. registered? No. Huh? No. Mailbag. She did tell me a heck of a story about somebody she uh, she once knew, though, yesterday. I've got to tell the story later. Okay. Looking it's, forward to it's that. It's amazing. Cool. And from the Bay Area writes, when you talk about how maybe you should make changes to the show, well, it's not that much, uh, so much, Ann. It's just uh, whether, I don't know. <laughs> We're barking up the wrong tree, trying to, you know, see it both ways and, you know, to be honest. and uh, It's a partisan time. If we had any sense, we'd just be whipping up partisan hatred. We were just looking at our radio ratings in San Francisco yesterday, for instance, and it's as good as it's ever been. So. Oh, yeah, they're huge. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. We're doomed. We can yeah, stay employed We can stay employed forever with those ratings, so it must be okay what we're <laughs> yeah. doing. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Anyway, she says, when you talk about making changes, this Billy Joel Joel song comes to mind. Don't go changing to try to please me. You never let me down before. Don't imagine you're too familiar and I don't see you anymore. I would not leave you in times of trouble. 
We could never have come this far. I'll take the good times. I'll take the bad times. I love you just the way you are. And the fantastic saxophone solo kicks in. Thanks, Ann. It's nice of you to say. Polarized America is Ken's topic. Don't you think all this polarization is just a plot by Polaroid to sell more sunglasses? It could be, Ken. It could be. Katie wants to write about Moby Dick. Moby Dick, Dick, Dick. Shout out to the Led Zeppelin fans in the audience. Hey, guys, laughed a lot this morning while you were talking about Moby Dick. After listening to you for over 15 years, I recently read Moby Dick and loved it. I kid you not. <laughs> I think the first uh, half of it that I've read is absolutely fantastic. That's why I keep going back to it. <clears throat> I just get bogged <clears throat> down on the lengthy description of various whales section. Well, Katie, you could save yourself some typing time by just typing, I'm better than you, mm. instead of all that stuff about talking and Moby Dick and listening and blah, 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 and finishing it. Thank you for your constant jokes about the saga of the great white whale. <coughs> the great white privileged whale. Yes, yes, that's right. I've read 20%, one-fifth of Ulysses many, many times also, mm. and I get bogged down. Also great, <laughs> but I get stuck. The same 20%? Yeah, well, I start from the beginning. Well, I get stuck roughly the same spot. 20%, five times, that's a, that's a whole book. I don't remember what Mulligan's doing, though, when I get back to it, <laughs> so I have to start over. You're never going to guess what I got five pages into last night. Hmm. The... Uh, Am I going to get the title right? The uh, the history of the Plenoponnesian War by Euthycides. Dang it, I had it. <laughs> you had it at one time. I got five pages into it. I was actually finding it pretty interesting. Thucydides? Is that Thucydides, it? thank you. But the, uh, but the translation was like written by a particularly hoity-toity English guy. It's a highly praised translation. Choose your translations carefully. Oh, my God. But, I mean, you translate it into English, and I need a translation into my English. So it was very exhausting. But uh, I, I tried. I tried. Speaking of the military and warfare, gentlemen, greetings from another Pocatello, Idaho resident. Yes, Joe, you are nationwide. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, we are. As a peacetime vet, law enforcement, retired criminal justice professional, and conservative libertarian, I feel compelled to comment on what the U.S. military is considering by l- relaxing the mental health standards on recruits. WTF! For those not familiar, they're going to start uh, admitting people who have a history of depression, bipolar disorder, self-mutilation, all sorts of stuff like that. And it's kind of being spun a little like it's, you know, a good thing that we're being so open-minded and not judgmental when it's really just because they're having trouble coming up with uh, enough people to meet their goals. Yes, they're lowering the bar, clearly. And I would suggest people with fairly, not, not extremely, but fairly serious mental health issues should probably not be taught to kill. Can we stop the insanity and just bring back the draft, writes Casey? My God, if we can't garner enough volunteers, can someone in Washington ask why and evaluate the reasons? Yeah, no kidding. We that's have what, troops all over. Go ahead. That's what we were talking about the other day. You got you got to make it appealing on whatever level. And one of those would be to follow through on at least some of your promises. Yeah, quit screwing the people who go ahead and enlist. We have troops all over God's green earth in harm's way, and some apparently without our protection or support. What is wrong with our leaders that this is an acceptable situation? Look around. Do you think our younger generation has much concept of service? Not all, mind you, but too many. 
Get those young minds full of social justice warrior mush into the military and let's turn the boys into young men. I will not comment regarding the young ladies. Blessings from the great Northwest and keep up the good fight, Casey. Thanks for the note, Casey. It is a cultural change and it's come about for a number of reasons. Uh, but, man, you, you think back uh, to World War II days when you had your biggest sports stars, the biggest sports stars in the country, would just go serve in the military. Mm-hmm. In the middle of their career, when you have a limited window of, of of being able to do that at a high level, you're Ted Williams or whoever, you just go off and, and do your thing, and then you come back, and it seemed normal. Now the idea that our sports stars would go off and fight our wars, completely unthinkable. National Ooh, tragedy. Let alone most normal people. Right, right. Uh, please keep me anonymous. <clears throat> now there is there are some reasons for that as i said a whole bunch you know you get the whole vietnam experience you got a number of wars going on right now that you could question v- v- very easily what's the point of them that sort of thing well and i don't mean this in a disparaging way but to dovetail with that uh the concept of the united states military is at its core defending the country and our ideals keeping our people safe keeping our enemies at bay etc well, it's it's extended now into a an international police force uh, to maintain stability slash commerce uh, at every corner of the globe, from you know Mali to I'm uh, Chad. Where was are you the, just throwing uh, out names? Uh, no, Mali and Chad are <laughs> very nice people. From Mali to Chad to Brandon to, <laughs> to Ed, Edward, the uh, small uh, <laughs> uh, nation there in Asia. Um. Uh, no, where where was the young man? Uh, the four uh, special forces guys killed, and there was controversy about um, Niger, Niger, which is now Niger. Niger, oh, careful. Um, so from uh, Mali to Niger to to Afghanistan to Iraq to God knows where else. So that's a factor. Um, conflict of another kind. This is anonymous. There's a discussion about what is sexual assault, what isn't. Why do women not say anything or wait decades? Um, and and if you didn't hear the tone, it was a little different on this show than on some dumb, dumb shows. Some dumb shows. Some total dumb, dumb shows. Well, I get it. You don't. You, if you bring a charge against a powerful person, particularly if you're at a vulnerable time in your life, that is going to be all you can do and focus on for the next weeks, months, or years. Now, I'm not discouraging people. I'm just saying I understand why some women might think, okay, he's an a-hole. I don't have the time. I'm not going to be the one who bring him down. I get that. So, uh, first of all, I've never been raped, right, Sam? This is what happened to me before age 25. Three different times in my life I've had men physically hold me down or against a wall while kissing me roughly. Like, that makes it better. Try to force their hands down my pants or up my shirt, even though I said no. And when I managed to push them off, in each case, I was called an effing dyke or effing lesbian, though I am not. Was that assault? Yes, it was definitely assault. Then there was the time at age 17 when a dad drove me home after babysitting and stopped the car in my driveway and wanted me to know that he understood how hard it was for my family, what with my mom raising us alone, and if I ever needed anything to let him know. But he put his hand on my thigh as he said it, and I ran from the car. It felt weird. Was that because I was becoming sexually aware or something else? How come they never asked me to babysit again? What would that be considered? He's absolutely looking for some. Your instincts were quite correct. Then there was the lesbian professor who kept insisting that if I wanted to improve my grade, I should meet with her after hours at her home. I decided a B was okay. Was that harassment or just someone trying to be helpful? Unquestionably harassment. But 
How about the guy who would get mad at me for no reason or accidentally bump into me at work because it turns out the woman we worked with, my friend, kept dodging his date requests by saying she and I were doing things, movies, shopping, hanging out. Was that harassment? Uh, The questions that I ask you in this email are the questions I asked myself, and I did not have answers. Was I misreading the situations? I wasn't raped, so did it matter? That is why I never said anything. If I did not understand what had happened, how could I expect someone else to understand? I get that, particularly at, you know, the age you're talking about. And so it's one of the more difficult things. I mean, I remember some of my my attitudes and enthusiasms and beliefs and stuff when I was, say, 18, 19, 22, 23 years old. Mm, you know, quite a few of them, but I don't remember all of them. And I don't remember my state of confidence in the face of a weird borderline interaction with somebody in authority. Um, you know, how freaked out I might have been. It's so, you know, it's it's very, very d- d- slippery and dangerous ground to criticize a, a young woman, especially for how they deal with that sort of thing. Uh, and you shouldn't have to uh, you shouldn't have to deal with it at all. No, indeed. Treat your sons to respect women, guys. If you don't, you're a punk and your son's a punk and your son's sons are punks. Three generations of punks. <laughs> Scott writes. I was watching the Hateful Eight Quentin Tarantino movie, and something struck me about it. Adult movies most men choose to watch 20-plus years ago were westerns. Now it's all superhero movies. I find it interesting as a 35-year-old male how who grew up loving superheroes and like superhero movies. I'm now finding myself realizing how childish they are and how I should be watching more movies about real men and their fortitude versus fake men and their ability to punch through walls. I feel like it's a view on society and that to be... Hard-nosed, tough as nails men are portrayed very little this way anymore. It seems like it has to do with the promotion of never growing up and staying childlike. Uh, I think there's something to stay... uh, Something to... uh, I don't know if I buy that. Detox themselves from social media, do more physically traditional things, typically have a better happiness outlook on life. Entertainment, uh, I don't know. Trends come and go. For a while, music had a lot of synthesizers. Then it goes away, and I'm not sure it means anything. Do you think the popular movies have no value as a reflector of uh, modern society, as an indicator of what sort of people we are in general? Movies that make money, a lot of money? I'm yes. not sure that it does. No, that's that's how you know it's a good reflector. That's what I'm saying. What people? What are people looking for? Escape. Are they... Are they Okay. Entertainment. You are denying culture has... <laughs> this is quite an argument you're mounting. That culture does not have a... Ref, is not reflective of the culture it serves. Uh, you know, entertainment. I'm not sure. Not at all I'm not sure what popular movies... What movies are popular is much of a reflection of culture. No. I don't think so. Wow. Wow. Let's hear from you. 415-295-KFTC. I think it comes and goes like I mentioned. Synthesizers and music. I don't think it matters much. That'd be my guess. I think you're completely wrong. But so you stand outside. You're going to stand outside superhero movies and harshly judge people who walk in. That is an excellent straw man argument. You should well, make one of those straw men for freaking uh, Thanksgiving or well, Halloween, whichever one it is. Well, is that what you're what you're saying? Clearly, you're a, you're a weak person in favor of a mamby pamby people if you go watch a Superman movie, or it's just something to watch for uh, an hour and a half. Doesn't mean anything. Which would be my guess. Fair enough. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand the movie industry at all. So, 
So straight out of Compton was merely some nice beats and didn't reflect the people's lives who it served. For instance, come on now, come on, come on. Post WW two movies, where, where there was a huge trend in 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 peacefulness and cheerfulness and calm and the rest of it as a reflection of the horrors of the war. Pop culture always reflects the desires of the people at that time. That's my position. You obviously disagree. Marshall's news is coming up. <laughs> I can't imagine getting this worked up about it, but I don't think it's a big deal. Um, the Jeff Sessions uh, thing. Now yesterday. I'm emotionally unstable for disagreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where does this end? I don't know. Um, Jeff Sessions with long testimony yesterday. People on both sides uh, either liking it or hating it, depending on who you're asking. Because on one hand, he stood up for the Trump side. One hand, he didn't. So stay tuned. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Somebody help me out on this one. So we got this text 10 minutes ago. Nine minutes ago. 6.30.56, Mark. Yeah, because our text line actually tells you that. Just can't listen to you spreading the false narrative anymore, no longer a listener. Well. Any idea? We've been told. But do you have any idea what they're talking about? False narrative. Of what story? I assume it's got to be politics, right? That was before the tease about Jeff Sessions. Well, maybe it was the tease of Jeff, Jeff Sessions, although, yeah, I don't know what that would be. Okay. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, shots fired at seven locations as a gunman went on a rampage in rural northern California. Four people killed, ten injured in Tehama County. First, gunning down two neighbors had been feuding with and then went going on a shooting rampage at various locations, including an elementary school, before being shot and killed by police. Now, police are saying... The school went into lockdown when the shots were heard nearby, and that likely saved lives. Sheriff Bill Johnson saying, The quick action of those school officials, there is no doubt in my mind, based on the video that I saw, saved countless lives and children. The Sachs stupid, angry coward's family said the shooter was struggling with mental illness, drug addiction, and had a violent temper. One of his neighbors saying, It just takes one idiot to, you know, destroy people's lives and take people's lives. To go to an elementary school, is there nothing we can do? I'm a libertarian. Is there nothing we can do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of history of mental illness, violent, uh, drug use, uh, drug addiction, and violence. Yep. Yep. Nothing we can do about that. I don't know, short Ugh. of locking up a lot of people who uh, are violent-ish and quirky. I get that's the worry, right? Right, yeah, yeah. You lock just... up quirky people who who yell now and then. Yeah, but just because we want to turn the dial a little bit doesn't mean we have to turn it a lot. Can we consider that? Can we have some sort of powerful ombudsman's board to make sure nobody is imprisoned wrongly or... I'll bet Can we make sure that the, the facilities are really nice? Well, I, I'd sure like to, but I'll bet where the rubber meets the road yeah. of your evaluating a particular um, citizen of the United States who says, I'm not crazy. I'm not a danger. 
And then some group or panel has to decide, based on interviewing them, I guess, whether they are. Medical records, etc. Yeah. yeah. Well, and plus, the mentally ill have no lobbyists, and they cannot bribe Congress or your state legislature. So the mentally ill get nothing. But that scumbag, you know, at the, uh, at the church... His whole yeah. life, everybody he encountered from childhood until the day he died, people thought he's going to kill a bunch of people someday. Right. Everybody he ever met. Specifically concerned about that. Couldn't get him rooted out. Alabama Republican Senate nominee Roy Moore is calling his campaign a spiritual battle. Moore showing no sign of ending his campaign when he spoke at a Baptist revival in Jackson last night. I'm now facing allegations and that's all the press want to talk about but i want to talk about the issues at least five women accusing moore of sexual misconduct when they were in their teens and he was in his 30s he's aggressively again denied the allegations now senate majority leader mitch mcconnell says without a doubt if he were elected he'd almost certainly face immediate expulsion from the senate mcconnell then went ahead and floated the idea of attorney general jeff sessions as a write-in alternative. Obviously, from a Republican point of view, we would hope to uh, save the seat, and that might require a write-in, and all of those things are under discussion. I just uh, what, So the Attorney General is going to give up his gig to go back to being a senator? Which That's, he said he doesn't really want to do. Yeah, it yeah. seems pretty unlikely. And also, it, the, the voting him out, I don't think it's as simple as, uh, as the way you just said. I mean, the most... Most uh, political observers don't think it'd be that easy to get two thirds of the Senate to go along with. Well, that. that's what uh, that's what McConnell is saying. And these they, days. I mean, they should. Yeah. If everybody believes he's a, uh, a child predator, so he's talking about accept more than boot him out or the write-in, the write-in idea. He was talking about if, if he gets elected, there's oh, okay, little right, okay, doubt right. that he'll be expelled. So why not? I, 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 I think you're way better off trying to get Jeff Sessions yeah. as a write-in candidate. Which is a hard thing because, you know, depending on the laws of the state, if you spell S, uh, Sessions with one S in the middle and not two, right. you might not count that vote. And then if they did boot him out, which McConnell seems to think would be easy, then the governor would appoint somebody, a yeah. different Republican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems like the simplest way to go about it, but you got to get half the Democrats to, to say, yeah, I'm willing to do that. Boy, if the uh, Republicans don't have the rhetorical skills to point out the Democrats are letting a child rapist remain in the Senate just to embarrass the other party. Is this the way we want the Senate? Are we proud of it? Are you Chuck Schumer, why are you leaving him in? Why? Answer me. If they don't have the rhetorical skill right. to make that case, well, they don't deserve power anyway. That'd be a fun uh, one to watch play out, the politics of that. Yes. It would be disgusting, disappointing, yeah. discouraging, and you're right, incredibly amusing. And it'll happen in a couple of weeks, perhaps. Well, and you know, remember, Jeff Sessions has been under fire from a lot of uh, people in his own party lately. So uh, maybe that would be a very elegant way to move things around. I got a, I saw a guy yesterday interviewed who used to work at the mall in question, yeah. who seemed completely believable, saying, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we kept an eye out for him because we knew he was harassing the high school girls here. And oh, he, he sounded completely... Completely credible. Wow. That that is something. You wow. got a powerful right. local official that you're all on guard to keep away from the mall because you know and it's just a different time. You've told the story of was it your mailman or whatever? It, he was known child toucher. And yeah. everybody just went with the stay away from him. Right. Keep your daughters away from him. So it's yeah. a different time, but so that's the way they yeah. do it at the mall. Watch out Chester for the molester, US Senator. Uh, allegedly. 
There you go. That's a wrap at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yeah, that is something. God dang it. I, I, hopefully we wouldn't put up with that now, would we? No, absolutely not. Times have changed. Uh, so much more on the way. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. encouragement from the president. The Department of Justice is reportedly deciding whether or not to appoint a special counsel to investigate Hillary Clinton. We have to be very careful investigating Hillary Clinton. If you say her name three times, she runs for president automatically. Oof. Huh. That's pretty good. Um, from the text line, which is 415-295-KFTC on a couple of different topics. As a veteran, I can attest that there's a culture within the military to uh, screw over lower rank guys, burning them out quickly, especially now. I couldn't wait to get out. I don't know how far back he's talking about, but I know the whole multiple tours because, you know, these are the guys that are trained and in uh, burning people out is a thing. Right. And it's possible right. that, you know, that group, we've been at this uh, war on terror for so long now that, you know, we got people that are that are raising kids. They might say, you know, it's not, it's not. It's not something I want you to do. I don't know. Man, that's something the government needs to study. How many people who have been involved in Iraq, Afghanistan, um, you know, uh, will encourage their kids to join the military or not? That's a study they ought to do. Yeah. Well, one of the real indictments of democracy is that, you know, we the people make stupid financial decisions in terms of the government. A couple examples for you. Just real quickly, number one, we're in this massive worldwide war against Islam, Islamism, really. Um, but we're not increasing the funding so that we can have enough people in the military that we don't have guys doing five, six tours. That's just wrong. That's freaking wrong. And then the IRS. Everybody hates the IRS, right? So they're grossly underfunded. Every uh, Congress always tries to win the favor of the voters by cutting the funding of the IRS, which means you can't possibly get any help. If you have any problem with the IRS, you are just screwed. Good luck. You're against you're up against the greatest bureaucratic nightmare you've ever encountered. And they have no time to go after tax cheats and the rest of it. Um, Just because they know it's popular to cut funding to the IRS. Um, uh, A lighter note on the uh, text. I listened to Moby Dick on audiobook. I remember Tim, the lawyer, turning me on to a particular audiobook version that he thought was fantastic. And Mm. it is fantastic. So maybe that's the way to go about it. I listened to Moby Dick, Moby Dick on audiobook. 18 years of marriage has trained me to zone in and out whenever it's important, so it was easy to listen to. And well said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How do we feel about abridged versions? I'm pro. I, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not asking for, like, the 22-page the comic book version. Mm. I'm talking about an abridged version. It was written at a time when there was nothing else to do. <laughs> 
it would take you, you know, six weeks to to travel from East Philadelphia to West Philadelphia, and and so people had all sorts of time, and it's not, so it was written with an entirely different audience in mind. I don't think it's cheating. Like how many how many pages of the descriptions of different sorts of whales are there? I don't even remember. Like 150. I like oh, the yeah. new the new Kindle um, app. When you get a book, it tells you at the beginning how many hours it will take you to read it, on average. And uh, it's usually pretty. I mean, it, like it'll say this will take seven hours and forty five minutes. And I think and if I read fifteen minutes a night before I go to bed, this eh. is going to take me a very very long time. News articles do that too. Now they try to give you an approximate time. Which turns it into a race, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I got beaten up on the uh, not buying my kid a BB gun yet. No BB gun? Come on, China. Come on in. My kid's got BB guns at age eight. Nobody died or lost an eye. Wow. Way to go. Way to hit the China. Come on in. We've been letting that one rest lately. That is a weird thing in modern society. And it's it's pretty prevalent. Prevalent? Prevalent. Prevalent. Um, What thing in particular? I played in the park by myself as a kid, but I won't let my kid do it. I had a BB gun when I was eight, but I'm not going to let my kid do it. There's, that, there's a lot of that. And I don't know, you know, I don't know where it comes from exactly. Well, I, I do, luckily. We're subjected to every terrible thing that happens everywhere in the modern media. In modern, every present I don't know if media. I've, I don't know if I've come across that many BB gun mishaps. We're like, uh, well, it's an overall sense of, of caution and mm. better notism. Mm. We're cavemen that have TVs all around us that have saber-toothed tigers running out of the hills. They're not real. They're on TV. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.